So what are we claiming here today? To put it in a nutshell, namely, that Republic for the United States of America is the lawful civil authority upon the land. And we've claimed that for some time now, but we have even more standing than we had before. We've gone through an electoral college process. Back in the October-November time frame, I challenged the several states. In other words, I handed the football off to the states to go through the electoral college process, that they would choose electors. Those electors would come together and follow the law. And uh, that's exactly what has happened. So it's been an arm's length process for me as the acting president that I was able to step away from that. The executive branch did put publication in a national newspaper about the election, giving public notice. But I'm pleased to tell you today that the states did follow through, the several states did follow through. They did their job as prescribed by law, followed the electoral college process, and so I'm standing here before you today, no longer as acting president, but as president for the Republic for the United States of America. So that should go a long way towards explaining why some people might say, well, I'm a self-appointed president. Well, that's absolutely not true. And the uh, Constitution was followed to the letter. People spoke. And you might ask, well, what right or authority did the people have to do what they did. Well, if you examine your state constitutions, you will notice that your legislators said in those constitutions that you are the sovereigns in that state. In other words, you have no, not only the right, but the obligation to step up to the plate when you see things are not being done correctly and make changes. So, when the people across the nation, if you will, stepped up to the plate way back in November of 2010, the Republic for the United States had its first congressional assembly. Delegates from all the several states came together and they came up with a document and they made it clear that we were re-inhabiting the Republic that had been lost to us. That was done at that time and we have documentation to that effect. I'd like to share our documentation with anybody who wants to see it, who has a need to know. Why do you think that you never are able to make any real changes for the better in Washington? It is because that corporation, the corporate U.S., is not yours. It belongs to someone else. It is a corporate government that has been put in place to manage you, not to represent you. That's a key point. How can a corporation represent you? The corporation is under the control of somebody else, and it's there to manage you, not to represent you. So it's, it's not going to be able to do the job of a de jure government. One of the maxims of law, if you will, is that when... A de jure stands up, whether it's a de jure grand jury, a de jure government, when it stands up, then the de facto must cease. So what I'm telling you today is that the de jure has stood up. The people across this country came together and did what was necessary to re-inhabit this republic. 
Now, during the Civil War time frame, President Lincoln and all the fighting that went on, well, the, the Union was preserved, but the Republic was not. Because soon thereafter, in the 1871 time frame, Congress began to pass legislation that was not lawful. And they set up a corporation in Washington. And not only that, they passed legislation that would populate that corporation with persons. Now, in doing so, most of, most of us would think that the South won the war. I mean, the North won the war. In many ways, it's not true. If you, if you study your history, you'll find out that after the slaves were released in the South, that there was a system of peonage that came into being, whereby I've seen some cases where a young black man, a landowner, was walking back from doing his business in town and was stopped on the railroad tracks by a constable. And the constable said, uh, where's my money, boy? He said, and of course the answer was, I don't owe you any money. Eventually, those kinds of things were exposed and dealt with. But I can tell you, that's a very terrible time in our history whereby people were exploited. And I also, sorry to inform you, that that system has continued to our day in one form or another. You may not see someone arrested and then forced to work in a coal mine or arrested and fined and forced to work for some landowner, but you will see people arrested for this and that, that there was no victim. There was no crime committed, not constitutionally, not lawfully. Arrested and put in prison. Well, you say, well, how can that be profitable? Well, I guess if you're a bank, it could be very profitable to you. Every single one of us in America today, when we're born, and your foot hits the birth certificate, a bond is created. You're actually born into bondage. So part of the restoration process is to educate the American people on exactly what all that means to you and what the Republic means to you in terms of what you can do with us to help fix this. That peonage system, no matter what you want to call it, it's peonage. That peonage system has invaded our judiciary. Our courts are set up for making profit off of people. Imagine that. There's supposed to be blind justice. And it's not supposed to be made for making money off people. But I can assure you there are bonds issued on every prisoner in this country. It's a sad state of affairs when there are more prisoners in this country per capita than on many, many other countries. We've got to fix it. We're reaching out to the American people We've done what we can do. We're reaching out to you and say, come work with us. Now, we can't really 
blame the people that are in office for the corporation for doing what they're doing now. I mean, they're doing their jobs. It's a corporation, and the corporations are designed to make money. So I really can't fault them. We all inherited this together. The people who set this system up are long dead and gone. But it's, all, it's up to all of us to work together to change it back the way it can be so that we have liberty and justice for all. And when I say all, I mean all, regardless of race, religion, all means all. That was clarified very succinctly in our Utah document where we re-inhabited the republic. You know, I could even go as far as to thank uh, President Obama for letting the people know or that he has a cell phone and a pen and he can use them. Uh, I wish FDR had told the people that in 1933 when they passed the Emergency Banking Relief Act because at that point in time, they made the American people essentially enemies of the state and gave the president, in essence, the same power as a king. Now, FDR told him that he would not let that act go past his own reign, if you will. But it never was repealed. It hasn't been repealed to this day. So when President Obama, president and CEO of the United States Corporation, tells you he's got a pen and a phone, you better believe what he's saying. Now when Nancy Pelosi stands up and tells you to your face, we've got to pass this bill before we can read it. Do you think she might have been communicating something? Why would she say that? She's not a dumb woman. Very smart lady. American people, what's going on? Believe her. And I thank her for saying what she said. I know there's been senators assassinated. That, you know, they, the story was that maybe they committed suicide and they, they killed their family and they committed suicide. They were just made an example up for standing up against the establishment, the system, and everybody in Washington. The people I'm telling you about, President Obama on down, they have to operate within certain parameters. So if they fail to operate within those parameters, they may be the one being made an example of. For instance, I would say President Lincoln. That, that President Obama is so fond of. And I am too. I'm sure President Lincoln would have restored the republic had he not been assassinated. But here I stand today. The republic has not been restored. But now it is. And now you've been given full disclosure. The people across America has been given full disclosure on the work that people behind the scenes have done, not in secrecy, in plain sight, and not without opposition, plenty of opposition. We've had, uh, I'm sure if you've been a member of the Tea Party and tried to uh, get a non-profit status, I'm sure you found out real quick that wasn't going to happen. And need I say that any government 
that keeps the people from participating in the political process has delegitimized themselves. I don't know how much more clear it can be. So like I said earlier, once the de jure stands up, in other words, once the people stand up and say, okay, corporation, we've had enough of this. We want oversight over you. So if you want to look at the uh, republic as being oversight of the corporation, I can handle that. I can make them start being answerable to you. And I will. Now, there's other groups around the country saying, well, we need a constitutional convention to fix this stuff. Uh, there's hardly anybody out in, the, in this nation who doesn't feel and understand that something's wrong and that it needs to be fixed. I'm here to tell you today, we've got the answer. But you can't go and change the Constitution of a corporation and expect the corporation to act any differently. It will be the same party bosses making the changes back behind the scenes for their own benefit and to make profit off the backs of the people as they've continued to do. Nothing will change. The only thing that's going to be bring change is the republic for the United States of America that has been stood up in your midst. So we are calling out to you, the American people, to come join us. Don't be afraid. And remember, you not only have the right, but you have the obligation to stand up and to support what we've done. Now I'm going to read what George Washington had to say in his farewell address to the nation. It's very appropriate considering uh, where we are today in this nation and in the history of this country. And there's many more things I can say about history, but I think I've said enough for, for today. But let me leave you with, these, with his words. And this is his farewell address from 1796. Cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people to usurp for themselves the reign of government, destroying afterwards the very engines which have lifted them to unjust dominion.